The NHL buyout window opens today, and what will the Islanders do with Josh Bailey? We'll talk about that, plus who gets qualifying offers and who won't. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sark tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And you can now also listen to Locked On Islanders on SiriusXM. Just go to the SXM app and search for Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Plenty to talk about on today's show but first, if you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, you can send us an email at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings throughout this offseason. Trade rumors, buyouts, free agency, the draft, hirings, firings, you name it. We'll have it covered for you right here on Locked on Islanders, your team every day. So, the NHL offseason kicks into gear now. Yeah, it's offseason because, well, there's no games going on right now. But 48 hours after the Stanley Cup final ends is when buyout season begins. And that means there's a change for the New York Islanders here in that they will have a chance between uh, now and, uh, you know, the start of the draft on June, well, actually the end of the draft, June 30th, uh, to try to buy out some players. And the one guy who really is, realistically, the only player I think Lou Lamorello will consider buying out is Josh Bailey. And there's good sides and bad sides to buying out Bailey. Right now, if you buy him out, Bailey has a cap hit for the upcoming season, which is the last year of his current contract. 
he has a cap hit of $5 million. If you buy him out, the Islanders save $2.33 million this year, but for 2024-2025, there's a $1.166 million cap penalty if they exercise the buyout. So, there are there are pros and cons to this deal. And realistically, the Islanders can try the buyout, but it hurts them next year, 2024-2025, which is when Ilya Sorokin's new deal, hopefully, kicks in. And you know you're paying Sorokin $8, 9000000 million a year as far as the cap hit is concerned. So, you know, it becomes an issue of taking even that $1.166 million cap hit isn't ideally what you want to do. Now, if they don't exercise a buyout, they could still try to trade Bailey. And realistically, no one is going to take Bailey at a $5 million cap hit in a trade. The Islanders are going to have to sweeten the pot. And look, sweetening the pot could mean maintaining $2 million of his cap hit. Which is still better for the Islanders than if they buy him out. Because they'd save $3 million this year. And not have to pay that penalty in 2024-2025. So even if you're picking up half of Bailey's $5 million salary against the cap this year. Yeah, it doesn't help as much as you would like this year, but it's better than the buyout, and you don't have the penalty. If you're going to trade him, either you're going to have to keep some of that cap hit or give up another draft pick, and the the rumored price is a second-round pick. Well, guess what? The Islanders don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a third-round pick. First-round pick, Horvat trade, third-round pick, Andrew Ladd. To trade their second-round pick, even if it allows them to add another player who they might not have been able to re-sign, whether it's Scott Mayfield or Pierre Engvall or, or you know, one of those potential, uh, Varlamov, one of those unrestricted free agents that Lula Morello has said he wants back, that's not the best way to go about it. And then if neither of those two options play out, if you can't trade them and you don't want to buy them out, you can put Bailey in the minors and keep him there. And you'll save only $1.15 million against the cap. This year, no penalty. He'd have to clear waivers, so it is possible another team would claim him but unlikely under that $5 million cap hit. It is not an easy decision, but the Islanders and Lou Lamorello have to make a choice. Look, we know, we know that the Islanders do not have other things that they could put into the deal if they want to make a trade for Bailey. Another team, there's no prospect the Islanders would have that would really interest another team that the Islanders are going to give away. 
it, it really becomes either you buy him out, you include a second round pick, or you retain some of his salary. Personally, I think retaining some of that salary is the best of the options because you don't have that penalty in 2024, 2025. And even if you buy out, you know, even if you retain half the salary, you're still better off than the buyout this year. So I think that makes the most sense, but you still need to find a team that's willing to take him. And again, if you want to try to free up salary cap room in order to re-sign uh, a Varlamov, an Engvall, or, uh, or a Mayfield before July 1st when they hit the open market, you want to make sure you do that at the draft at the latest in order to free up the space. So that's the dilemma facing the Islanders right now with Josh Bailey. And uh, again, I am not thrilled that this is happening to Josh Bailey. You would hope a player who has been a loyal and solid Islander for so long would have a happier finish to his career on the island. But unfortunately, it, it is time. Lou Lamorello has said he's parting ways, wants to move on from Josh Bailey. Bailey has said he doesn't want to sit on the bench and, and be a black ace again. So I think we're going to see one of these three options. And the question is, Lou Lamorello, which option is best for you? Meaning, really, what option is best for the New York Islanders? I hope it is a trade where the Islanders don't trade away a pick hold on to some of that cap hit to sort of find that sweet spot in the middle to maximize things. Well, another thing that is going on right now, NHL teams are making qualifying offers to their restricted free agents. If they don't, they lose them. They become unrestricted free agents, and you lose them for nothing. Who will the Islanders qualify? We'll go over the list, who's on it, who they should qualify, and We'll talk about a well-known former Islander who did not get a qualifying offer from his current team. We have got all that and a whole lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. And I'll tell you, Bird Dogs are such a comfortable athletic short. I, I love them because... Look, I need to be comfortable. I am not going to wear clothes that just don't feel good on me. And yet, bird dogs, they're very, very comfortable. And, you know, you can wear them not just to the gym or when you're working out, but you can go out and, and, and enjoy them anywhere. They have stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that truly sculpted look. And they fit way better than regular shorts. Other shorts, you know, they're made of a strict, restricting cotton, but bird dogs fix this because they have a cloud knit fabric that just looks like khaki but stretches so you get that slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And hey, for your workout shorts, you definitely want to be able to move around. And look, uh, right now, bird dogs are the way to go. Try them. I know you will like them as much as I do. Head to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Now you can get a free Yeti-style tumbler with your offer. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL for that free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you.
So, qualifying offers. Yeah, that's uh, as we ramp up the offseason. And congratulations, by the way, uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights on winning uh, their Stanley Cup. It's uh, certainly, you know, good news there for them. But qualifying offers for the New York Islanders. And it, it gets a little, a little tricky. A little tricky. Uh, we know that there are players out there who are going to be restricted free agents for the Islanders. And it just becomes a question of, you know, who's going to get the qualifying offer and who's not. And it, it, it's, you know, always sort of up in the air. But to me, it, it, it's pretty straightforward. Now, before we get started on the Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers did not make a qualifying offer to former Islander Kiefer Bellows. Bellows now gone from the Flyers. He is once again uh, a, uh, a an unrestricted free agent. So the Islanders certainly can, uh, you know, re-sign him if they want to, but considering they waived him, and the Flyers waived him twice before eventually sending him down to the minors. So, you know, it, it, it doesn't necessarily look all that well. Now, two Islander players who are up for or need qualifying offers right now, Samuel Bolduc, Oliver Wallstrom. I think it is very safe to say that both of those players will be given qualifying offers by the New York Islanders. Bolduc, to me, is probably the brightest of the Islanders' defense prospects who is yet to become an everyday NHLer, but is ready to, to step in and play every day. If he's not ready yet, and I think we saw at the end of the regular season, he looked solid in the playoffs, not as much. But again, he'd only had, what, 12 regular season NHL games under his belt. So to me, Bolduc, you got to give him the qualifying offer and sign him to a reasonable second contract and then see where he develops. And, you know, knowing... The Islanders and Lou Lamorello and their M.O. Uh, Bolduc gets one of those, you know, two-year to maybe three-year bridge contracts. To me, two years would be best for both player and team. Bolduc would be betting on himself. The Islanders wouldn't be signing him just to a one-year deal, but to a two. So they have a little bit more time to see what he can do. And then if he plays well, you sign him to a, a you know, a longer-term deal if he doesn't you move on from Samuel Bolduc. But to me, you know, his size, his potential, the way he can move the puck, I think he is ready to take over as probably, you know, a third-pair defenseman with the possible upside of becoming one of the top four, probably a second-pair guy down the road. The other one, Oliver Wallstrom, that to me is a no-brainer. Even if the Islanders end up trading Wally, and I don't think they necessarily will unless it lands them something spectacular, but you still want to qualify him. 
and then you have to work out the deal, the, the, the details of a new contract. We know, Lou, we know he's not going to say anything. In fact, he may have already signed these two guys to qualifying offers, and he may have already agreed to a new contract with them. We probably won't hear about it until September 1st. Now, the third player who is in the uh, need of a qualifying offer, but almost certainly will not get one, is Bodie Wilde. And we spoke about this previously. And... Look, Bodie Wilde has really sort of fallen off the radar. Uh, during the pandemic, he refused to take the vaccine, which the league and the team had required. The Islanders ended up loaning him to a second-tier league in Finland, a team in that league. He hasn't played well since then. And, you know, whether that decision derailed his career... Uh, that remains to be seen. It certainly seems to have disrupted it, but the other aspect of it is that his play just hasn't been the same over the last two years. You know, he spent a lot of time in the ECHL, which is sort of like double A baseball. Uh, if the AHL is triple A, the ECHL is double A. And he wasn't doing particularly well there either after not playing well in the second division in Sweden. That, to me, tells me that Bodie Wilde is just not coming back to the New York Islanders. And, you know, I, I just get the hunch that, and, and I'm not saying this is the best approach, but this is the Lou Lamorello approach. And that is, you know, you, you, you sort of, crossed Lou by not agreeing to get the vaccine. It's like not agreeing to shave or cut your hair. Lou's not going to tolerate that. It's sort of going against team policy, his wishes. If you do that and you get loaned to a European team, you better just play well. He hasn't done that. I don't see Bodie Wilde coming back. And yeah, I also don't see Kiefer Bellows being re-signed unless, and this is unless, they view Kiefer Bellows as a guy who they could stash in Bridgeport. You need him for a couple of games here or there. He could come up and, and, and play for you without killing you on, on the fourth line. Sort of that veteran presence that just sort of helps the team a little bit in case of injury or a player in a prolonged slump. Look, if that happens, that's okay, but Kiefer Bellows, kind of no longer a prospect, unfortunately, at this stage of his career. He looks very much like a guy who is going to be that fill-in guy who the team would turn to in case of injury. You know, in case of emergency, break glass, and there's Kiefer Bellows inside the glass. You bring him out in case of an emergency. But he may be one of those guys who could score, you know, 25, 30 goals in the AHL and, and be a leader for your team in Bridgeport if the Islanders choose to re-sign him. Other than that, other than bringing him back on a two-way deal, I can't imagine the Islanders bringing him back. And I, I wish the kid luck. He's a, he's a nice kid, has a great NHL 
pedigree as far as his father was concerned. And I hope he could find a place where he could click and, and carry on his career. All right, when we come back, we will continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders roster from this year with Andy Andreoff. What was his season like, both in the NHL and in Bridgeport, and what is his future like? We've got that and our Islanders' birthday of the day still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same row and section for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKEDONNHL, you'll get $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today, last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, we continue our player-by-player -player look at the Islanders' season, and everydayers know we've been doing this really since about uh, a week after, maybe 10 days after the Islanders were eliminated from the playoffs by the Carolina Hurricanes. And today, we're going to look at Andy Andreoff. And Andreoff, big winger, well, not huge, 6'1", uh, 208 pounds, so, you know, solid winger, native of Pickering, Ontario, 32 years old, just turned 32 last month, and look, right now, Andy Andreoff is not a prospect, he is basically what I was talking about with Kiefer Bellows before, he is a veteran who will be a leader in the AHL, who will mentor players in Bridgeport and give experience and winning habits to Bridgeport, but he is not going to be an everyday NHLer. And look, he's been in the Islander organization for the last two years. Played in six games for the Islanders in 2021-2022. Three games for the Islanders this past season. Had a goal in 21-22, had an assist in the three games this year, but was a minus three, and had one shot on goal in the only shot he attempted, averaged just seven minutes, 21 seconds of ice time per game, and blocked one shot, did have seven hits in three games and in just seven minutes a game, so he's not afraid to, you know, mix it up and go out there and be physical. He had five hits in his best game of the year, which was uh, that one-sided loss to the Bruins, where he played ten and a half minutes. And, you know, look, that's why he got all that ice time. The game was out of reach. But, you know, in the other two games, he played 547, 545. So, you know, that's sort of his thing. But in Bridgeport, uh, you know, Andreoff 
really had a solid season. 69 games, 37 goals, 65 points, 64 penalty minutes. Last year, 21-22, only 18 goals, 42 points. So 37 goals for Andreoff. He is a darn good AHL player. Now, Andreoff is still under contract with the Islanders. He has one year left on his deal at $762,500 as a cap hit. He's versatile. He could play left wing. He could play center. He wasn't great in the face-off circle, at least in the NHL. But look, over the course of his career, he actually is a little more than 50% in the circle, 517 And he's played 188 career NHL games, 14 goals, 27 assists. He is the definition of that useful veteran who's not good enough to be an everyday NHLer, could be an all-star in the AHL, and will mentor your young players. You know, guys like Ruslan Ishkakov and William Dufour and, you know, Matt Maggio, those guys are going to learn a lot from a guy like Andy Andreoff, and that is going to be his role. And again, I would not at all be surprised if Andreoff comes back and plays two, three, six games with the New York Islanders when injuries hit during the course of the season. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and today is the 57th birthday of former Islanders winger David Volokh. And Volokh, native of Prague in the Czech Republic, beautiful city, I have been there. Islanders drafted him in the 10th round back in 1984. He joined the team in 1988-89, had his uh, best goal-scoring season that year with 25 goals, 59 points. His best point-producing season was 91-92 when he had 60 points, 18 goals, 42 assists, had two seasons of 20 goals or more for the Isles, and was a part of that 92-93 team that went to the conference final, played in 10 playoff games, had four goals, five points in those games after the 93-94 season, headed back to the what is now Czechia, but was then the Czech Republic, and uh, finished out his career with Sparta Praha, uh, in 95-96, but only played five games. 396 games in his NHL career, 95 goals, 249 points, 201 penalty minutes. Easy to know his best game as an Islander. It was December 20th, 1990, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Hartford Whalers come to town so we can play Brass Bonanza. Peter Sidorkovitz, the goalie for the Whalers. Glenn Healy the goalie for the Islanders, and in this game, David Volek, his only career NHL hat trick, he also added an assist, had four shots on goal, had the game winner. Islanders beat the Whalers by a final score of 4-2, to so Volek involved in every one of the Islanders' four goals, and uh, I'll tell you, this was a rough fight-filled game that had all kinds of misconducts and game misconducts. Mick Vakoda got uh, 
kicked out, as did Ed Kastelik of Hartford. But for David Volek, a career game, his hat trick, four points, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every dayers, we continue our player-by-player look at the Islanders on Monday, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Dennis Chalowski, another one of the prospect defensemen, we'll take a look at his season and his possible future with the Islanders, and we may have some buyout news or some other news to talk about, so we'll certainly have the latest on that. Until then, have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.